Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. You know, somebody told me once, you know, you, if you want to make God laugh, then make plans. You just got to keep going and keep taking keep taking it one day at a time. You know, I got a, a beautiful baby boy and you know, um, had a lot of beautiful years here. Uh, had a lot of great memories here, a lot of great teammates, a lot of great coaches, a lot of great fans. And, you know, I never forget all of those people 100%. And emotional Von Miller leaving the Broncos practice facility yesterday after the trade and look there's some things that happen where you can take about 50 different off ramps and how you want to talk about it and this is one of those subjects you could talk about it from a personal level about what Von Miller has meant to this city to this football team to the fans you could take it to a level of just strictly business and they're two widely different perspectives Vaughn being traded yesterday, as the texture says, can we please play Vic from yesterday calling you drunk for assuming we could get a third for Vaughn? Now, I'll tell you this. You know how good of a person I am that on this show, when I could sit here and gloat, I could do it? I'm not going to, though, Marty. You want to know why? I had no idea they could get that, a second and a third, which for what the Rams are going to be, it's essentially a third and a fourth. Those picks are going to be anywhere from, what, 28 to 32? You know what? In that pecking order per round. But I still, the whole point to this was, if they were to trade Vaughn, which I didn't think was going to happen. Like, I didn't think there was any chance of them doing it because there's too many people with jobs on the line. And I don't think they wanted to get rid of what was your, one of your best players on this roster. And that's where the business part comes in. And you know what? Let me throw it out to you. We're a couple of minutes in. Would you guys like to start business or personal first? Just go ahead. The first five texts that I get, 30933, majority rules, business or personal? Because from a business perspective, I think this isn't a great move. From a personal perspective, it sucks. So 30933, just the first few that come in. That's going to be the judge in all of this. And here's the reason why. When Von Miller gets traded, you are making an overarching statement about your football team. And you're making an overarching statement about what you believe them to be. Think about where the Broncos are at eight weeks into this season. First four texts, business, business, personal, business, business. Okay, we'll start with the business. And this is where I think you guys should be happy about this. As much as the personal sting of him leaving sucks, this is a great business move. In fact, I'll say this. This is the best thing George Payton's done since he got here. And let me explain. Do you know how difficult of a decision it is? to look at the face of this sports city, okay? 
Like, we had these discussions for, I don't know, probably last six months where we brought it up casually about, hey, Marty, who's the face of this city? Is it Nikola Jokic with him winning an MVP, or is it still Vaughn Miller? And I still think, despite an MVP being in this town, it's the dude who was the MVP of Super Bowl 50. It's the guy who's going to be a Hall of Famer and Ring of Famer for the Broncos. This is a guy that... I think he's what? Didn't he get up to, after his four sacks this year, like top 20 in the NFL history in sacks? Like he's probably going to finish somewhere at least in the top 15 by the time his career is done and over with. We're talking about one of the best pass rushers in NFL history. Here's why it's such a smart move. George Payton did not hesitate in considering the backlash of the personal aspect of this. It's all about what's best for the team. Von Miller makes this team better. To be honest, I don't know how much he makes this team better now, but they're better with Vaughn than without Vaughn. But here's what Peyton did. He saw a 4-4 four and four football team, and think about this for a second a 4-4 four and four football team that is essentially, Marty, tied for second place in the AFC West. You know, the Raiders are 5-2, and two, Chargers 4-3, and three, you're 4-4, four and four, Chiefs 4-4 four and four after last night. Technically, if they wanted to come out and argue, hey, man, we're right in the thick of it. Couple of games go different, go our way. We could potentially still win this division. They could make that argument. You'd know it's a lie, but they could make the argument. Now, think back to uh, the Rockies before the season started. Dick Monford, I think this team can win 90 games. And we're all like, no, they can't. I mean, I guess technically it's possible, but it's not going to happen. How easily George Payton could have said that. But he was smart enough to recognize this team ain't that. This isn't the type of team that's going to, at 4-4, four and four, go 6-3 the rest of the way. Not going to happen. Not good enough. You make this move, and you build for the future. Do you have Shelby Harris, who was on with um, Michael Spencer last night, CBS4? And there was a couple of questions that Michael asked him, and I want to play his answer to the second one. And I think it was somewhere in the context of why do you think that George Payton made this move? Listen to Shelby Harris. Um, you know, I think specifically to the young guys, I think it, it, it sends a message of it's your time now. Uh, you know, come step up and, and you know, help lead us, you know, to victories. You know, and I think he says a lot about Malik and Coop and, you know, Stephen Weatherly and, you know, and AP and all those guys that, you know, they've seen enough out of them where, you know, they felt like what they were getting in return for Vaughn, you know, was worth it. You know, a second and third round pick for next year, you know, for someone going on an expiring contract where you can't get higher than a fifth, you know, fifth round compensatory pick, you know. You know, George is, you know, he's, he's trying to, you know, see what he has in the young guys, but then also try, you know, try to set himself up for the future. Boom. That last part. See what he has in the young guys and set himself up for the future. You tell me, Marty, does that sound like the strategy of somebody who's 
thinks they can win right now? Has there no, ever you don't been win with young guys? Has there ever been a playoff team or championship team in NFL history or sports history that said, "Let's see what we have in our young guys and get some picks for the future," and also maybe grab a Super Bowl? Do you know what teams who think they're going to compete do? Trade every pick they have for players like the Rams have. The Rams own one draft pick next year. You know what that is? A fifth rounder. They're not going to keep that thing either. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Anybody want this thing? Here, take it. I mean, think about that for a second. The dichotomy between these two teams. One gave away every single pick they had to make their team as good as possible. And the Broncos traded away the face of their franchise. Granted, it's a pass rusher, but the face of their franchise for two picks going into next year. And again, I think that this is the best thing Peyton's done since he got here. He truly recognized where this team was at and for the first time in God knows how long. And this isn't so much a slight on John Elway, but he never did this. This never happened. If he was still in charge, do you think he would do something like this? No way. No, no way. I don't think so. He I would have never let Vaughn go? I, don't, I think having the unemotional attachment to Vaughn Miller helps here. If it's somebody that's been in this organization and saw him do the winning for them and, and goes to the game for the last decade and you see 58 jerseys everywhere, makes it so much harder. So I'm going to open up the phones right now. 303-504-0925, the Quality First Service Group listener line. My overall premise today is this is the best thing Peyton's done because you have somebody, it seems like, that recognizes where this team is truly at. And I want to know, do you agree or disagree? 303-504-0925. Give me a call now. Back in three minutes. NFL Week 7. We're off the schneid. Brian played pick four and won 925 bucks. And 100 bucks in free bets. Got a little hairy. Yeah. It was nerve-wracking. My wife told me to quit pacing around the house because it was making her nervous. I hope after pacing... A little nugget of info from Albert Breer. Rams and the Broncos worked last week on the trade and kept it quiet with Denver GM George Payton telling Vaughn in person about it and updating him on everything along the way. Vic Fangio, John Elway, and Joe Ellis also met with Miller, uh, Miller in person. Vaughn equals hugely important Bronco, and that's the truth. And this is the way that you should do it. If you're thinking about trading away the face of your franchise, you keep him involved every step of the way. And this is where I saw some people making comparisons to Nolan Arenado's trade, and I say immediately, stop. It's not the same. What do you mean they traded the face of the franchise and gave away money to do it? Yeah, one expiring contract for somebody in past their prime of their career, the other one entering or in the prime of his career, and you had him under team control for years, and you pissed him off. Did Vaughn seem like somebody that was pissed yesterday? He seemed sad that it couldn't work out, that he wanted it to work. How many times in that 10-minute video that he sent out on the Broncos' Twitter account did he say, who knows, maybe I could come back? Like, what, three or four times in those 10 minutes? This isn't close to that, and we can get more into it a little bit later, but... 
again, here's the premise, guys, and this is we'll get to the phones in a second. I think from a straight business perspective, personally, it sucks. Like this texture says this. I th- I think from a, um, just to finish, I-, I guess to back this up for a second. From a business perspective, I think this is the best thing Peyton's done since he got here because it means he truly recognizes what this team is and what they aren't. At 4-4, four and four, you can convince people that you're competing for the playoffs still, and we all know that's kind of not the case. And Peyton recognizes that, obviously, with a move like this. Teams who are competing make the move the Rams did, not the move the Broncos did. Texter says, I 1,000% agree, but bleep, I can't believe Vaughn is gone. That is a perfect, perfectly reasonable take. And that's where I said it's the difference between the business view of this and the personal view. So let's go to the phones, 303-504-0925, the Quality First Service Group listener line. Get to Andy. Hi, Andy. Hey, Brett. Love the show, bud. Thank you. Hey, you know, I mean, it's, you know, you kind of, you kind of said it. I mean, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm, I'm hopeful that there's an acknowledgement now that the, that the organization at least has an idea of where they are in the whole NFL hierarchy, right? Mm -hmm. We're not, we're not going to, we're not going to win the thing. You know, we, we, yeah, we have a shot at making the playoffs, but what's really going to happen after that? You know, and right. so I'm more I'm more hopeful than anything at this point. And it sounds like they took care of Vaughn. You know, they 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 respected him like they should because he's an all time franchise player, no doubt. But I mean, I'm you know I wish him luck, and I you know hope he goes and gets a second ring. And like you said, I mean, he could be back. I mean, there's no you know I don't think this is really the end of that story. Yeah, thank you, Andy. Appreciate the call. I'm with you. Um, don't don't overlook that, by the way, what Andy was talking about. The way that you treat somebody like Vaughn on the way out. Like, Kenny Young's mad at the Rams. The Rams don't care. Like, uh, so what? You played a couple of games for us. You were okay. Big deal. You can't treat Vaughn that way. There needs to be some sort of decorum that goes with you trading away this player. And don't think it's a coincidence, by the way, that he was traded to the Rams. Yeah, he's not going to the Jags or Texans, dude. He's going to the best team in the NFL. And there'd be no reason to trade him to a bad team because a bad team wouldn't want a dude on an expiring contract, but the point still remains. You traded Vaughn to a team that has some serious Super Bowl aspirations. Like, have you seen that Rams roster now? You want to talk about pushing your chips to the middle of the table. Damn, it has to be fun to be a Rams fan knowing your team is just going all out trying to win. Think about this. Stafford, Cooper Cup, Vaughn Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd, like they're doing whatever they can to make sure that this team's in position to win. Uh, Eric is up next. Hi, Eric. Good morning. Love the show. Thank you, buddy. Wanted to, uh, I don't want to be too much of an echo here, but kind of the same thing. You know, I think this trade should have happened Two years ago is mm-hmm. what I think, to be honest with you. You could have got a little more value for him, but in the grand scheme of things right now, you pay $9 million for a second-round pick and a third-round pick. You can't get much better than that for what you would have got, a compensatory pick of fourth and fifth round, whatever they said. And yep. they treat him on the right way. Like you said, again, it's on his way out. You treat him the right way. You talk to him. I'm not so sure he didn't know last week during his press conference. Like They probably told him, hey, you sure. might be on the trading block. We don't know. And that kind of kind – of, what I think about that. So thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it, buddy. Um, 
I, we talked about this for a while. Hell, Va- Vaughn mentioned it. He was like, I remember the last four years, there will always come a time in the year where they say you got to trade Vaughn. And you hear that, or or what do you, What else did he say? Like a contract restructure or a trade or something like that. And he said, you know, I just tried to ignore it. But all of that was there for a reason. It's because the team has been in the same position through eight weeks almost every single year. And finally hit this point. And look, if anybody's griping about the $9 million you paid to get a second and third round pick, guess what? You could have paid Vaughn the $9 million to stay on the roster and get a compensatory fifth round pick at the end of the year anyway. That money's already gone. And if all you have to do is pay that cash in order to get picks, a second and third rounder, okay, fine. Get to another call here. Williams up next. Hi, William. Hey, morning, Brett. Um, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't uh, sad, obviously. With that said, I was actually surprised they got what they got. Um, I thought it was more than I ever, more than I thought they could get for him. So I applaud the trade in that way. I've seen a lot of people talking about, you know, I don't know how you didn't get more, and blah, 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 blah. Um, oh, those people are nuts, was, William. Like, those those yeah, people that think, like, oh, you should have got a first-rounder for what? An, a nine-game rental? Please. Yes, that's exactly that's exactly it. And I, I think people need to just come back to reality. But they have to remember, these are the results of bad drafts. These are the, the uh, decisions you have to make when you screw up as a franchise. And I applaud the Broncos for actually making the decision to move past exactly. and move on from it. As much as it sucks, you have to. I mean, if you want a comparison, you can compare it to the Rockies all you want. And like you said, Arenado left pissed. They had to pay all his money and got absolutely nothing in return. At least the Broncos are doing something with this moving forward, trying to build a team. And that's what is the key point. These teams, people want a winning team. Well, guess what? These are decisions you have to make when you screw up. So. That's just the result of all of that. So it sucks, but it's, it, it needed to happen. Thank you, William. And and to be clear about something, as long as we're on the Arenado front with this, I don't think uh, the Rockies got nothing in return. Gomber seems to be like a decent player. The Nibbler, uh, he seems to be a decent player. But the difference is very simple. You could have had prime Arenado for another four years. Von Miller is past that. It's not that he's bad. He's still good, obviously but you had him under control for nine games for a guy who was past his prime. They aren't comparable. What if you don't get anything for the second or third round picks? What if those guys suck? Then they suck, whatever. I mean, doesn't That's matter. On you then. Yeah, but you gave yourself an opportunity. And again, the personal part of this sucks. Like th- this guy was Denver sports for a decade. He was that. He was as responsible as anybody on that 2015 run for winning a Super Bowl. It just was time. And as William just said, this is a result of you messing up for five straight years and not fixing what the issue has been. Von Miller's trade is a result of your own missteps throughout the last half decade. And it's a necessary move. And again, I applaud George Payton for recognizing where they're at as a football team and not being fooled by a fake record. The Kansas City Chiefs right now, Marty, could easily tell me, oh, we still think we're a playoff team. I go, oh, I'm sure you do. Yeah, most people think you are.
You still look terrible yesterday. You almost lost to the Giants, but I still get it. You have Patrick Mahomes, you're always in it. Broncos aren't there. And I think it's a, it's, it's the feeling of, how about this? It's the most confidence I've had in George Payton since he got here. He's made a couple of nice moves, even the ones that haven't worked. Like, they get Kyle Fuller, I'm like, okay, I, I get it. But this one makes me think, okay, he's looking at this through a clear lens, which he should be. Another quick break here. Again, if you guys want in, 303-504. Hang on, I find this funny because this happened right before the trade, Marty. I want two quotes from Fangio at the press conference yesterday because, like, all of his press conferences null and void now, right? Like, he did an entire speaking thing, yeah. and then 30 minutes later, it's like, none of that matters anymore. But 30 minutes? It was like 30 seconds. Yeah, 30 it was seconds. Like, hey, wait till Fangio's done talking and then send out that tweet, Schefter. Um, let's start with Fangio cut eight, please, on the trade deadline and if they will make, be making moves before the deadline. Yeah, George is um, working with all that. You know, a lot of conversations going on throughout the league. <laughs> a lot of them don't come to fruition. Some of them do. You know, and in the next few hours, that will we'll see. But I do know um, he's had several conversations with some teams. And then let's go to cut 11, please. If Von Miller will practice this week, remember? Yeah, I think he'll be able. This is 30 seconds before the trade. Yeah, I think he'll be able to go this week. But again, that's just me guessing. I haven't been told that. Going for somebody. Again, if you guys want to give us a call, by the way, and you want to take, uh, like I said, you want to take the business perspective, go ahead. You want to take the personal one, go ahead. I mean, this is, it's a day that I think we all thought should happen, but never thought actually would. I think that's why it's not as shocking, because the last three, four years, it's been like, should Vaughn get traded? Just like you were saying. So it's kind of warmed us up to the idea that Vaughn might not be here for the long haul. Not to take like a really morbid approach to this, but... You know when you have, like, a really old grandparent or something like that, and you just see oh, them, like, on, you know man. what I'm saying, though? It's like... The the death isn't as, it's not like it's not as sad, but you just aren't as hurt by it because you saw it coming. You know what I mean? It's it's that sort of feel to it. This don't, has been. Don't bring grandma into this. Come on. We I said think or grandpa. Better. How about a dog? Something like that. I don't okay, know. That's whatever. a little better. You see just the health deteriorating. And so it's when it finally happens, it doesn't make as big of a sting. That's how it kind of feels today. Although still very sad. Bob's up next. Follow that one, Bob. Why'd you kill Grandma, man? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, buddy. It's 6.30 in the morning. You're putting Grandma. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Marty, help that man. I, I try. I can't. <laughs> what you got, Bob? Hey, so it is, for me, as a fan of all the teams in this town, refreshing to see an executive set back and honestly evaluate the roster and where they're going and say, you know what, there's a short-term pain that can lead to some long-term gain here, and I'm willing to do what's in the best long-term interest of the team. Mm-hmm. And that bodes well for the fan base, who I know is crying in their beers last night and shaking it off this morning. But, you know, for the next handful of years – you know, a second rounder, that's a starter. A third rounder is a rotational piece, a depth piece. And this team needs both of those things. 
you know, you're talking about the 60th and 90th pick, roughly, mm-hmm. and you're going to get quality. You're going to get quality players there, you know, for for four years, minimum, and you know, so it's rest- it's restocking the roster, and that's exactly what is needed for a team that's not competing this year anyway. A nine game rental and nine million dollars, and you set your team up for the next, you know, some some really necessary pieces for the next four years. It's the best. I, I couldn't believe it when I saw second and third. Yep. Yesterday for a, for a rental player, um, that just doesn't happen. And you know, hats off to George Payton and the fan base. Once this initial shock wears off, should be excited to have this guy at the helm. Bob, uh, thanks, man. Perfect, perfect, Bob. Because that's my thoughts, and I want to be clear on something. Look, I'm not naive enough to think, Marty, you got a second, third rounder. This is going to change the franchise. It's not about the picks, okay? It's not about whoever those two players end up being. Makes zero difference. They could be guys that you draft, and this would suck, but let's just say you draft them, and they're both busts. Like, can't even make the field. They're that bad. That's not the point. The point is you had a true evaluation of where the team is. You recognize their shortcomings. You know you're not a piece away. That's the difference. Who those guys end up being for now doesn't matter to me. It's all about your mentality towards what this team is and what they need. And what this says, this team needs a pretty big overhaul if we want to be able to compete. You know, you've seen... People toss it out there that maybe you use the second round pick and you toss that into a trade package for an Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. Who knows? Maybe. Be pretty cool if that happened. But again, not the point. The picks right now are irrelevant to the attitude he's taking towards the team. Fair? Like, that's how it feels to me. And this is the biggest fish you could put out there. Like, when I say that this guy is the face of the sports city, and let's just say he's the, make it simpler, he's the face of this organization. He's now gone. Marty, who is that now? Vaughn's gone. Uh, Who's the face of the Broncos? Uh, Shelby Harris? There isn't one. Okay. That's the point. If you were a, how about this? If the Rams right now traded away Aaron Donald, you could find Jalen Ramsey. Hell, maybe you just make Stafford the new face. You could find somebody that would take over that mantle. Good teams have that. If the Chiefs traded away Travis Kelsey, Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Tyron Matthew, everybody's got something else there. This move took balls. It did. Now, where he could really follow this up and make me even more confident, if he's not done. Like, if he today, before, what is it, 2 o'clock? Is that the deadline? 2 or 3, something like that? If he makes another move. If you find another expiring contract, 2 o'clock today, expiring contract, and you get more out of it. But to be honest, this feels like enough to me because this feels like a recognition. Now make no mistake. What about like Teddy getting traded back to the Saints and don't think well, I guess Melvin happen. Gordon's not going to go to the Titans now that they got AP, but like 
think, think that's ever going to happen? People got to get the quarterback thing out of their head. They're, nothing's happening there. There's no trading lock. There's no trading Bridgewater. It's just not going to happen. Like, if you're, if you're bringing that up for the Saints who just lost their quarterback, you know, maybe Teddy would make the most sense in a situation like that because he just came from there a couple of years ago. He probably still has the Sean Payton offense down. Like, that one's at least plausible. But anything else, not really. And I just don't think somebody's making a move like that now with a few hours left. And look, I could be wrong. I think the Melvin Gordon thing makes sense. He could plug any running back in. Oh, sure. Gordon, system, really. yes. I said quarterback. Get the quarterback thing no. out of your head. I don't think that's going to happen. But Melvin Gordon, yeah. I mean, Kareem Jackson could see that. Obviously, Kyle Fuller has been on that block. I look at guys with no years left after this season. You know, and depending which approach you're taking, this is one I mentioned a couple weeks ago, but Cortland Sutton's got an expiring contract, and he's good, and he could get you some value for a team that feels like they might need another weapon. If you don't feel like you're going to be competing for the next couple of years, do you really want to pay Cortland Sutton 10 to $15 million per for a team that might be winning five, six games? Boy, if you let him go, you're really sending a message. This is a major rebuild. You're not going to contend for years. Well, that, And that's where I'm curious on where he's at. Because obviously he's taken the approach that uh, we need to look towards the future. It's just how much do you think you're in need of kind of tearing this down? And by the way, wide receivers, as much as I love Sutton and I think he's a great wide receiver, you can find him. And you've invested in that position pretty heavily. Like what's, let's just put, put it in this scenario. If you trade Cortland, Marty, you can still re-sign Tim Patrick for cheaper. You still have Jerry Judy on the roster. You still have K.J. Hamler, who you hope is going to be back to form next year. You can find guys at that position. Right now, you know this is a rebuild. When do you assume they will compete? Like two years from now, right? They'll compete when they find a quarterback. I mean, to me, it's that simple. And look, if you go in this offseason and you get a Aaron Rodgers out of this, which, again, I'm not putting any eggs in that basket. I'm just speaking purely hypothetically. I'm too scarred from that. But I'm just speaking hypothetically. Let's just say that that happens. Like, the stars align and you get somebody like that this offseason. Guess what? You got your pick of the litter at free agency. You can rebuild that in a hurry. But if you want to take the long-term rebuild, I mean, you got to get the quarterback right. And let's just say that he's really good, whoever it is. You found yourself a Burrow, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, somebody like that in the draft. You still aren't winning next year. Rookies don't do that. I mean, in very, very rare cases, I think Roethlisberger, his rookie year had uh, like 11 wins or something. But that team was stacked around him. It's just that. That's a little bit too rosy of an outlook. It would take a minimum a couple of years. Not to mention, you're probably saying brand new head coach. There's a lot of moving parts here. Now, again, 303-504-0925 if you want in. Uh, I know we haven't talked about the Nuggets game from last night. Uh, to be honest, I don't even want to. God, that was terrible. It's hard to shoot as badly as the Nuggets did. But they don't stop. They don't. They don't stop. They don't. I mean, they shot 9 of 38 from three-point range. 
And you're right. They did not stop. Porter's catching a big, big helping of the uh, heat from yesterday. You know what? Porter needs to be a lot better. I've said this forever. I'm not hitting any panic button seven games into a season. Because here's my concerns with the Nuggets. They lie so much more on the bench unit than they do Michael Porter Jr. You want to know why? I've seen Porter play well. I've seen him shoot well. It's kind of his M.O. I think that will get fixed eventually, and sooner rather than later. The bench, I got no hope for, at least as of right now. They just don't feel like they can play. You put the bench unit in, it's a disaster immediately. At least we saw Bones yesterday. I honestly didn't Towards think the we end. would. Well, he got like four minutes early, and then they let him play at the end. Yeah, and then they got him some run with the starters, and he looks like he fits. I mean, that's the thing. He looks like he fits. But the problem is you need like three bones coming off the bench. Exactly. One isn't going to do anything. Exactly. So, look, we can get more into the Nuggets, and I'm sure that we will, but they shot terribly, and it doesn't look good. Whatever. I'm just, I'm blown away by this Vaughn trade. Truly blown away. Again, business, personal, whatever perspective you want to take towards this, it's pretty incredible that this move finally came. Um, and sort of out of the blue. You know, we, we brought this up in a hypothetical yesterday, and that's where that came from. I don't know, maybe you get a third or fourth for Vaughn. And Vic thought I was crazy. But here was my only justification towards it. If you were to trade Vaughn Miller, you would have to get either a third or a fourth just for it to make sense. If Vaughn leaves in free agency and he's still on the roster, you know, after week 17, you're getting a fifth no matter what. The only reason you'd trade him is to get something better. Now, I didn't think they could sneak a second and a third out of it. But I think we've learned a lesson here. And here's the lesson. If you are any team in the NFL and you're looking towards acquiring some draft capital, the first phone call you make is the Rams because they don't care. Hey, uh, Les Snead, GM of the Rams. Uh, it's Brett from Denver. Just letting you know, I got... Um, I got an old carburetor that I'm not doing anything with. Can I get a sixth for that? Oh, yeah, sure, whatever. I don't care about draft picks. Again, the Rams own one single draft pick for this year's draft. It's a fifth rounder. And I'm pretty sure by 2 o'clock that'll be gone. They wipe their butt with the fifth round pick. Yes. But, God, isn't that... I mean, just to go off the Broncos track for a second, and, and let's focus on the Rams for like 30 seconds. Marty, can you imagine how fun that would be? Knowing your team is that all in on winning a championship? Like, that's got to be an incredible feeling. You mean a team that competes that? But it's not just that. It's like they recognize we're in a window. And I don't know how long this lasts. Here is everything I got to try and make this happen. There's no like, well, if this doesn't work, then in three years we're going to be in bad Who cares? Who cares? We're in the window now. Again, you bring up that roster that the Rams have. Think about this for a second. This is like a Pro Bowl roster. 
Stafford playing at an MVP level. Cooper Cup leading the NFL in receiving touchdowns. You have a defensive line that features Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, and Vaughn Miller. You have a corner that is Jalen Ramsey, best lockdown corner in the league. It's nasty what they've been able to pull off. Another call, 303-504-0925, the Quality First Service Group. Listener line, Adam's up next. Hi, Adam. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, so the way I see this is, is nobody wants to see Vaughn gone. You know, he's a, he's a mainstay. He's one of the, the Mount Rushmore of, of Bronco players. But, you know, if he leaves at the end of the season, you know, they get like a fifth-round compensatory pick. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think what they realized was, you know, they're not getting any production unless they're playing one of the, the first three teams they played this year. Um, and, you know, you got other guys that are making 500K that are, you know, getting stacks, uh, you know, strip fumbles, stuff like that. Yep. And they picked up an extra pick and, and two picks that are would have been better if he would have left on his on court anyways. And maybe they threw him a bone. Maybe they said, thanks for, you know, everything you've done and bringing us into the Rams. We have a good chance of winning a, you know, a Super Bowl or at least making it to the playoffs. Totally. And, you know, it's, it's a win-win. No, I think you're totally right. And, again... This is how you should be treating players of the ilk of a Von Miller. Is that obviously you get you get what you feel is um, warranted or earned for the value that you're giving away. That's step number one. But step number two, if you can do that and find a nice landing spot for somebody to be competing for a championship, that's just a whole other aspect to it. You know, in the same way, the Rams have been fortunate twice in this category. Because it started before the year when they traded for Stafford. And a big part of that was the Lions were like, okay, you want to leave? We'll we'll try and facilitate that. Do something that's good for our organization, but also find you a nice landing spot. Place that you want to go. You don't have to do it. But for a guy who means that much to your organization, you think about it and you say, okay, how can we help you? There's just a lot to this where you look at it and say, and I almost wonder what the locker room thinks. Like initially the news breaks and I had the tweets saved. I mean, I looked at uh, Melvin Gordon said, bro, what the bleep? Tim Patrick with a confused emoji. K.J. Hamler said, man, not my OG dog. After hearing about the trade, I wonder how the locker room feels about this. For a team that is 4-4, four and four, and I'm sure the, the, the tenor in which you talk about this season is going to be so much different if you're in that locker room as opposed to outside it. I think it's easier to see the forest through the trees from our perspective, which is, yeah, you're 4-4, four and four, but I don't believe in that at all. Well, the players are probably saying, hey, man, I've been on four and four football teams. And then we've won a couple of games and turned the season around. But a message was kind of sent there saying, I don't think it's going to happen. Again, we played that clip earlier from Shelby Harris when he was on with uh, Michael Spencer. Just take like the tail end of that second answer, Marty, and play this back. Listen to, to Shelby discuss kind of the mentality surrounding the team right now. You know, and I think it says a lot about Malik and Coop and, you know, Stephen Weatherly and 
you know, and AP and all those guys that, you know, they've seen enough out of them where, you know, they felt like what they were getting in return for Vaughn, you know, was worth it. You know, a second and third round pick for next year, you know, for someone going on an expiring contract where you can't get higher than a fifth, you know, fifth round compensatory, uh, compensatory pick, you know, you know, George is, you know, he's, he's trying to, you know, see what he has in the young guys, but then also try, you know, try to set himself up for the future. See what he has in the, again, that was CBS 4 with Michael Spencer, Shelby Harris talking to him, and Shelby Harris will be on with the afternoon show today. Should be interesting. Um, Crackman and Lindahl. But see what we have in the young players and get draft picks for the future. That is not the mentality of a team that's trying to win right now. And that's the, the decision that was made by George Payton yesterday, and it was a decision that nobody had the balls to make for the last four years. And the question was asked on the text line earlier. Do you think if John Elway was still in charge, this trade would happen? And the real answer is, I don't know, but I doubt it. Now, all the rumors are Elway was somewhat involved in this, keeping Vaughn up to speed, uh, him, Joe Ellis, George Payton, all these different guys, and what exactly was going on with this potential trade. I just don't know if Elway actually pulls the trigger. I don't know if that happens. Now, again, the personal side of this is the one that hurts because this has been your dude. This is You go to a Broncos game, there's nothing but 58 jerseys and 18 ones. 58s and 18s all over the place. Um, Von Miller was just about to leave the facility yesterday. Some reporters caught up with him. Who did we get this from, Marty? I want to give the proper credit to these people. Uh, Ryan Green. Ryan Green of CBS4. Um, here's Vaughn just initially. He's in his car driving away. He sees reporters, stops, and talks to him for a few minutes. Here was the uh, first question. If he was surprised by the trade, here's Vaughn. Uh, yeah, you know, I, you know, surprising. You know, I love, you know, the Denver Broncos. Um, you know, it's just... You know, all the everything is just still, you know, new, and um, you know, it's hard to, you know, really put the emotions into words. You know, this is all I know. This, you know, this is all I, you know, ever, you know, ever knew playing a pro, pro sports here with here with the Denver Broncos. I'm, you know, been here through the ups and the downs, and you know, it's always tough whenever you, whenever you leave though. But I, I love all my fans. I love Broncos country. Um, when I said Broncos for life, I meant that. And it'll always be on my heart. Um, it's an honor and a privilege to, you know, play here. Um, John Elway picked me in and, you know, it's life-changing. You know, ever since then, you know, being able to play with Peyton Manning, DeMarcus Ware, Champ Bailey, uh, Brian Dawkins, Tim Tebow, um, you know, all of these guys, man. And it's, uh, it's an honor and a privilege. And, you know, it's, it's still kind of hard to put it in words. It's still kind of raw. But, you know, I thank, thank you. Thank, thank everybody, you know, and, uh, and off to L.A. So there you go. That's his initial thoughts uh, when he was stopped in the parking lot on his way out of the team facility. Uh, I don't know if the Broncos are done today making trades. I think if they were, this is enough for you to get a true feel for where they believe their team is at, this franchise is at, and what needs to happen moving forward. I would like to see maybe another move. You know, even if it's something like Fuller, you find a place for him and you grab, what, a sixth, seventh round pick, some, whatever, whatever it would take. But if this is the initial move that you make, I think you take a look at 
some more expiring contracts before the end of the year and say, okay, this one was done. Where else can we go? And keep all this in mind. And I'm going to say this a lot today. The Von Miller trade and George Payton's decision to actually pull the trigger on this gives me a ton of confidence that maybe I didn't have initially because I have no problem with guys admitting they made a mistake. And I think in a roundabout way, this is an admission of, man, I thought this team could compete if I just got a guy like Teddy in here not to turn the ball over. I was wrong. Guess what? I'm cool with that. You admit a mistake, fine. Don't make the mistake of compounding that with another bad one. So a lot to get to with this this morning. You can watch the show live on Twitch, twitch.tv, search Altitude SR in the search bar. You can also watch on the Altitude TV simulcast. Between the Vaughn trade, we'll have Benny Fowler, former teammate, joining us in the 9 o'clock hour. A lot to get to. Mojo Lombardi and Kane next. KKSCFM, HD1, Broomfield, Denver, k 269 Boulder. Someone on the other team needs their butt just stopped. I hit with an abundance of pain and violence. Get in the zone, big fella. Get in the zone. This is Altitude Sports Radio. Ninety-two-five. Hi guys, it's Terry Lombardi. You haven't tried real chicken until.